and welcome back. How are we getting on? Today's a bit of a different episode. Um, today we're with David, is it Weiss? David Weiss, Weiss? the guys, yep. Yeah. And David, how about you introduce yourself? <clears throat> um, I'm a normal guy. I live in uh, the East Coast of the United States. Uh, was working in corporate America. Started my own business. Had the American dream. Still have the American dream. And all, all is well. I was doing a uh, podcast on the side just for fun with some friends about uh, different conspiracies that were happening in the world. And about six years ago, people started sending me flat earth stuff saying, hey, have you looked into flat earth? And like any uh, you know, normal thinking person, I would just delete those messages. And if they kept coming, I would ban those people from social media for being so stupid. But then I was forced to look and I went in with a biased mind. I went in to prove flat earth wrong and to prove the globe. And that's how you become a flat earther. Because once you look and you understand what flat earth isn't, and then you understand what the globe is supposed to be, uh, you never you never look at it again. I mean, when, when you guys hear flat earth, what do you think of? You think of stuff like that, right? Yep. That's no, pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah nobody, no, no flat earthers thinks anything, anything like that. Uh, that that's not what the flat earth is. What the flat earth is, is um, you guys think of what a puddle is. A puddle is where water accumulates in the low spot in the land, right? And the edge of the puddle is what? Is where the land is higher than the water, right? So a pond is a bigger puddle. A, a lake is a bigger pond. And the edges of the lake contain the land. So Think of the world as a giant pond and we have continents, which are all the islands and the shoreline around the lake, around the contain containing the water, just like all, all bodies of water must be contained, um, is the land that we call Antarctica. So Antarctica is the surrounding water versus all the islands are surrounded by water. Okay, so Antarctica is the water that contain is the land that contains the, the world oceans, the world pond. And Antarctica is the highest land on Earth. It only makes sense. Okay, Antarctica is very likely bigger than all of the continents and all of the oceans combined. It is the, the land that contains the water. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat, and we can prove that. Um, by you know not being able to measure any curvature at any distance. So I'm still I could, a bit I could, I could present for for hours. I, yeah. It's much better when you guys uh, you know give me your questions and we can go from there. Well, so is this this image behind you? Is that what you kind of take as the your map of Earth? Well, you know, the we don't have a perfect map, but it's a lot better than the globe. I mean, this can be used for navigating. Uh, you know, when you try to fly from Santiago to Australia, I mean, from Santiago, Chile to Australia, you would think that this is the shortest route. You just cut over Antarctica, or if you don't want to fly over Antarctica, you kind of just stay at like 50 degrees south. And that would be the shortest, uh, that would be the shortest, most direct flight route. But that's not how flights fly. They fly... Um, if I could find it, because everything moved, the, the flights, when you fly from Santiago, the flight, you know, Santiago, the tip of South America, flight goes all the way up to North America, goes across North America, and then all the way back down. And to make it worse, if you want to go to Eastern Australia, 
the flight routes go all the way up to North America, all the way over to Europe and Dubai, and then down, right? That's crazy. But that's what it looks like kind of on a, on a globe. But on a flat earth map, check it out. Santiago, United States, Europe, Dubai, East, uh, East Australia. It's a straight line. And that's how planes fly. And we've, we've done, we've tracked people on planes where the plane says it's going in one direction, but the person on the plane using a compass is showing exactly what a flat earth map would be showing. That. Do, you, do you mind if I give something in there? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, as, as a business student, you know, we learn about like business and making a profit. 90% um, yeah. of the uh, human population lives on the Northern Hemisphere. Right. So flying over Antarctica isn't a profitable endeavor. Right. Well, even for a direct That's, flight, even for a direct flight, the direct flight that doesn't even stop takes that same route. What do you mean? Well, you're going to say that they go to the North America to pick up other passengers. But when, when you have a, pl a flight that wants to go from Santiago to Australia and it's sold out, why wouldn't they take the shortest route possible um, as, as far as business goes? Why would they go three times the distance um, to save money? That makes no sense. The argument used to be when there wasn't direct flights that those flights were never sold out and they needed to pick up other passengers. But when you have a direct flight that doesn't stop and it's sold out, why wouldn't you go the short route? Here's a here's another uh, another flight issue. Here's um, we have uh, China, uh, Taiwan to um, to uh, North America. Where's that going? What does that say? Los say. Angeles. Los Angeles, right? So this is the route that they say they take. Hawaii's out here. But in reality, they take this route, which is a straight line. And they're always over, they go over, there has been some emergency landings where, you know, instead, instead of they were right here, and instead of landing in Hawaii or turning back, they went all the way up to Alaska, okay? Which is thousands of miles out of the way. But on a flat earth map, it makes perfect sense. So emergency flight landings, flight routes, all prove the earth is flat. They don't make any sense on a ball. Now, northern flights are very, you know, there's some, they're not that much different. Southern flights are where you really come into the problems. And uh, they but, all- they Hold on now. Flat earth, go ahead. You just brought up about like, you know, the emergency paths, you know, that they'd be taking from Los Angeles to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. it, it makes sense that it's Alaska. Like it's, when you're in the middle there, when you're in the middle here, where it would be quicker to turn around or just go to Hawaii. I mean, it actually happened, one of them happened like right here. They were very close to Hawaii and they were even close, they're closer than Alaska to their final destination, but instead they went all the way up here. Makes absolutely no sense. There's hundreds of these. There's a book called- Because there's airports in Alaska, not really in Siberia. No, and not Siberia, Hawaii. Difficulty there's, for, all, there's international airports all over Hawaii. Every island has one. Okay. Just there's, might be what they were doing, man. You know? Well, like, you just, can make up excuses you know, all some, you want. What I'm showing you is is flight routes, southern flight routes make absolutely no sense on a globe. And they make perfect sense on a ball. So isn't it weird that they they would they would divert to Alaska because had, there's a better runway there, but that always lines up with what a flat earth map dictates. You could, you know, I mean, you can make that excuse, but go ahead. Next. Um, I don't know. Well, when I flew to uh, the States from Ireland, it seemed fairly curved. 
Yeah, well, you know, that, that, you know and, and that's very, very easy because you're just flying over the center, which is no different on a globe or a flat earth. When you're when you're flying from, um, you know, from uh, from Ireland, you're just cu cutting over the, the center of the earth. And it's the same on a flat earth and a, and a globe earth. Okay, that doesn't um, really I, align I, with I gotta, our I gotta, I gotta idea add a map of physics where I, can, where I can show you that. I don't I don't have that map handy. Here it is. Here it is. So if you look at where Ireland is and the US is, where's Ireland? Over here? Over right about here? Where's Ireland? I can't make out that map at all. All right. Well, you know uh, what? But it, it just you just it's a straight line. It's the same on a globe and a flat earth. It's when you try to go from Santiago and go south and pop up over in Australia that you can't do it because it's a long, a long, much longer flight. So, but a flight from London, London to New York is here. Uh, seven London, hours. London to and New then York is just right here. A flight to Santiago to Australia is twelve mm -hmm. hours. No, it's not. How long no, is it? And, and by the way, the the direct flights from Santiago only Qantas has the planes that do it. There's only three or four pilots, military pilots, that are allowed to fly those planes, and those planes have seven layers of heat resistant paint on them that might give you a little clue on what's going on with those flights well here's the thing with these planes they're budget airlines at best Qantas like, is a budget airline okay they're in the southern hemisphere yes Qantas is a budget airline that was my question I don't know I don't know the airlines I just Qantas know airline is one of the biggest airlines in the world they're the ones that flew everyone to the Olympics. They they have the biggest planes. They have the, they have a ton of planes. They're anything from a budget airline. Okay, but again, going back to business, it's not a profitable endeavor. Like if there's if there's no one going to get in, if no one's going to get on your flights, why would you have the flights? Well, you know, no, there's there's the, no the, direct the, flights to these tiny islands where no one lives or from those places. So they have I'm, to go some other other place. So, so you're not you're not understanding what I'm saying. People in Santiago want to go to Australia so much so that they will pack out a plane. They will sell out an airplane. And you're telling me that they rather fly three times the distance um, on a direct flight than just cut across the bottom of a spinning ball? Makes no sense. I mean, okay. this is the flight route that they would take. You know, and if you don't, if you say, well, they can't go over Antarctica, they can just fly right around here. And that's a, it's a, it's literally it's less than half the distance. It's a quarter of the distance. Is that accurate? Like, is that an accurate depiction of how big Antarctica is there? Well, this is an accurate depiction of how big it is on the globe. But in reality, Antarctica is bigger than all of the other lands and all of the oceans combined. That's why they tell us if Antarctica melts, all will all be a hundred feet underwater because it, that's actually true. That's probably true because, you know, if Antarctica was just that 13,000 mile island, you know, continent, it would barely do anything to the world's oceans. But since Antarctica it has, you know, 200 feet of ice on it uh, and it's bigger than everything else, it would significantly rise the oceans. All right. I mean, I'm not really convinced. All right, so here, here, I'll, I'll give you one, like, and you look, guys look. can ask a question. Let, let me go, and then I'll, then you guys go. How about we'll go a little back and forth? Okay. So on the heliocentric model, this is what you have to believe that's going on: that we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour, we're orbiting the sun at at, at uh, 
66,600 miles an hour. We're chasing the sun at half a million miles an hour. Okay. This is all the time. And the entire galaxy is moving sideways at 1.2 million miles per hour. All of these motions are going on all of the time, but somehow all of the clocks, all of the stars reset. Like if you go out tonight, look at the stars next year, 10 years from now, same night, same time, all of the stars will be in the exact same position. Okay. So you guys, you guys ever hear of the Georgia Guidestones? No. So the Georgia Guidestones are, uh, it's like a Stonehenge type monument in uh, Georgia in the USA. And it has basically New World Order uh, game plan written on it. But in it is a hole. And this hole right here, if you look through it any day, all the time, every year, never changes, the North Star is through that hole. It never moves. And you'll see the stars doing circles around it if you do a time lapse. How is that possible when we're spinning like this, crazy, out of control? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to see it for five minutes, let alone eternity, right? This hole shows exactly where the North Star is. And you're supposed to believe, you know, that th in the time we've been talking since the beginning of this, we've traveled over a, a half, a, we've tra traveled, I don't know, 250 million miles, and we can still see uh, Polaris in there. Right, we're going, one of the directions we're going is a half a million miles an hour. But that picture you have there is more to do with the Earth's rotation than its movement. Like if you, if you do a time-lapse of the Earth. In 10 at, years, at in 10 years, 10 years times the number of hours in a year times 500,000 miles an hour, that has nothing to do with the Earth's rotation. That's how far we've moved. But, but we're somehow, dealing with light years. Like, do you know how far away Polaris is? Yeah, it's light you, years away. Do you know? Do I pull it up, Thomas? You get well, the chance? I, I'll tell you how, how far it is. They keep changing their mind. They say it's 73 light years, it's 50. They're, well, they, with they improving technology, there will be changes. Right, and they change it wildly, but they still base everything on, on it based on, um, you know, based on their previous predictions. So let, let's talk about how far a star is. Let, you, you guys brought it up. Let's talk about it. So if our giant sun was right next to the earth, it would fill the entire sky like this picture right here. You with me? Yeah, it would consume right? the earth. If, I think it's, it's vastly bigger. Well, let, let's not, let, let's just for model purposes, if I was able to bring the sun a mile over your head, it would fill the entire sky, right? Mm -hmm. Agreed? Yeah. We okay. wouldn't get a chance to talk about it. We'd be gone. <laughs> okay, I, go I, I, <laughs> do you understand what a, a model is? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was kidding around. All right. So then we move it 93 million miles away and it's now this size. It's a tiny little dot in the sky, mm -hmm. okay? If I doubled the distance, how much smaller would that get? And the answer is very small. But if I eight times the distance, right? It, it reduced from the entire sky to this. So if I went eight times farther, its angular size would be too small for your eye to resolve. Okay, and that's provable by, by, by science. We can only see things that are 0 0.02 to arc degrees. And this would be provably, scientifically provably, too small to see. Well, if it was eight times the distance, that's called a light hour. And the closest star out of the billions of stars that we see is 40,000 times farther than that. 40,000 times farther than that. And for you to think that we could see that, is just 
not being able to think. What's the star? Well, the, the stars are supposed the the closest star is Alpha Centauri, I believe. Um, it, and the, the closest star, that's the closest one is for if the sun was eight times farther away than it is, Alpha Centauri is 40,000 times farther. And all of the other stars are magnitudes of times farther than that. And you believe that we can see it? That's a belief. That's not a knowing. But a knowing it, is the angular size would be too small to see. They vary in size. Like, I don't know, can we pull up the picture of, what's the star called? Betelgeuse? Yeah. Because it's, it, it's gigantic, it's, right? That, but you yeah. believe that. So no, we're not so seeing the star, star we're seeing the light getting off of to see, right? And in a void, it makes sense that you could see objects very, very clear. Well, you don't understand. In a void, angular size still is a fact, and the inverse square law of light is still an effect. Every time you double the distance of something, it's one quarter of the brightness. So the distances that these things are, the brightness is just a, a sheer impossibility. Again, these are things that you have to think about. You can just believe, hey, somebody told me Beetlejuice was this big. I saw a meme one day and, uh, and I believe it. And then, or you can actually do science, real science and, and see. Here, here's another example for you. A human being standing next to a wheel of a 747 is dwarfed by the wheel. The wheels are gigantic. This is a big airplane. You put it up to cruising altitude. You can barely see it if it wasn't for the vapor trail that it's leaving. Okay, it's a tiny little dot in the sky. So it went from this giant thing towering over the little tiny people standing here that you can't even see to this. If I doubled the height, of course you couldn't see it, of course. Okay, do the math, you'll see that you can see it. But in reality, the space station is 50 times higher and people think that they can see it. Satellites, which are tiny, that could fit in the cockpit, are even higher and people still think they can see them. They'll argue, I see a light in the sky, it's a satellite. No, people don't see the light. They see, they don't see the satellite. They see the light flashing on the satellite. They see the light flashing off the satellite. Well, it doesn't matter because the light is not bigger than the satellite. Like the Boeing isn't made of highly reflective material. What is? The Boeing isn't made of highly reflective material. It's just painted white. So, so satellites are made of highly reflective material. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Well, they're not. They're not. They're just dim. They're. They're. I mean, go look at uh, of pictures of satellites. But you ever, you ever point a flashlight at foil? No. So no, boost that up to a star. So, so when you see these things, if they were reflective material, they'd be flashing because you can't keep a mirror flashing a sun reflection on one person and then somebody miles and miles away could see it also because it only flashes in one direction. So it would be flashing. It wouldn't be the steady lights that we see in the sky. None of that makes any sense whatsoever. Well, here's the thing, you know, the light of stars changes. We see that, like they flicker. But the lights of planets and objects in the sky, they don't. You know, Jupiter, Mars, Saturn, you, you can see those constantly. Yeah. Like the, the, light, the light will be constant. Like you can tell a planet apart very fast. So what's this? It's not what is it? It's a star. It's, yeah, our, it's optics, our consumer optics have outgrown their lies. This is the star Arcturus, okay? Here's the star Sirius, okay? This is what the star Sirius looks like, right? Here's the star Capella, right? These are not what NASA is showing us. NASA is the biggest, you know, liars on, on Earth or because no one gets off Earth. So what, what's the point here? Like, 
the point, the point is, is you're being lied to that you can see stars at impossible distances that is provable impossible and you could see you you're being you're being you're just believing known liars you're believing nasa because nasa is the one that told you about beetlejuice but, but NASA's more also the, NASA. you know like the soviets when they didn't like you guys were also doing this kind of research there's a european space agency there's independent companies you know like and they're all coming with the same stuff like what it doesn't make sense companies? what independent companies spacex Blue Moon, SpaceX, Blue Horizon. NASA. Right, if you believe SpaceX is independent, you've just been bamboozled. I mean, here- Virgin as well. Here, all of them, they're all, it's all involved. European Space Agency, RASA, JAXA, everything. This is from NASA, right? This is Jupiter, mm -hmm. right? And you see these, this is a gaseous stormy planet. This storm is bigger than Earth, right? And it's moving. So do you think a couple hours later, this, the, 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 the um, clouds should be the same? Right, the cloud should never be the same, right? This is actually from NASA. Now I'm gonna show you some pictures from NASA. This is the 2016 picture that everybody's seen. And this is one that NASA took in 2014. They said, hey, we got a picture of the Northern Lights, which proves that Jupiter has a magnetic pole just like Earth. Run, that looks ridiculous, but let's assume it's real. But if you overlay these, you'll see that every single cloud is exactly the same. See this little cloud right here? It's right there, okay? This little dot right there, it's right there, okay? Right? This is the same picture. NASA is lying. Every single thing we see from NASA is a lie. Every single a thing. Big the same. What's that? So it lost its intensity. What are, what are patterns or something that stick along with planets? You know, like we, we change. Yeah, I agree. But these pictures were taken over two years apart. Wait, hold on. I, I, Jerry, I wanna hear your answer. What, these were taken two years apart. How is it that every cloud is exactly the same? Do you hear what I said? No, I didn't. If you look at the big red stripe, it's vastly different in both pictures. No, it's not. One's lighter, one's darker. That's it. If you want to look at the trail behind the big red spot. It's exactly the same. I've overlaid them. You can do it yourself. Go on NASA's website, pull off their original one. Don't just believe me. Pull off the one that shows this, overlay them, change the transparency, and you'll see that every single cloud is exactly the same. But again, how big is Jupiter? It, well, I, be I believe Jupiter is the size of a basketball. Prove me wrong. I think it's gargantuan. It's many times larger what, than the what Earth. What makes you believe that? What do you mean? NASA makes you believe that. What proof do you have of that? You know, here, here, let me ask you a question. Do you know how they figured out how far the sun is? 93 million miles. Do you know how they figured it out? This is, the, this is what they did. One day, Venus, which is about the same size as Earth, transited the sun. And they had somebody on the East Coast and somebody on the West Coast watch it. And they started at different times and ended at different times. And then they did some math and they did some cal calculations and they figured out how far the sun was. What's wrong with that process? What's wrong with that process is here, I'm going to do an equation. Um, you have a million dollars in the bank. I'm going to double it every day for three days. So tomorrow, how much money are you going to have? Two million. All right. And the next day? Four. And the next day? Eight. So you have $8 million in the bank. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> 
The problem with that is they they started off with a ridiculous assumption that Venus was the size of Earth. They have no proof of that whatsoever other than a fable, right? Here's a picture of of Pluto that NASA supposedly took. It's always a you know full fuller a full you know planet. They have a desert that looks like the dog Pluto. Maybe that's my imagination, all right? Well, we'll 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 go there. But here's a photo of Earth from NASA. And this is something we could actually measure. We don't have to take airline, you know, flights and GPS. We can drive across Mexico and we could drive across Baja and we could take a boat across this inlet here and we could figure out that it's 934 miles. Well, they tell us the earth is 7,917 miles in diameter without the curve, a straight line through the earth. So we should be able to fit eight and a half of those lines between these two lines. Okay, so you have a choice here. Your choice is, this is a painting or NASA's lying and the earth is a quarter of the size that they say it is, or not even a quarter, way, yeah, a quarter of the size and half the continents don't exist. Either one of them is NASA's lying. What you say, dude? That's is that a NASA picture? What's that? Is that a NASA picture? That's a NASA picture, yes. It, 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 the the yeah, two most famous- like the, the, what was it called? The, the blue spot recreation? The digital the blue, one? The blue marble? Yeah. What what about it? It looks like the re, the digital recreation a guy made. Well, the blue marble, they even admit their their uh you know, their visual artist says that he created it in Photoshop because it has to be. So here's the two pictures from 2012 and 2002 or whatever it is. And look at the size of the United States here and look at the size here, right? Where are all of the other continents? Right? None of this, this is, these are paintings. They're admitted paintings. NASA admits they don't have any um, real footage here. You can tell there are different angles. Well, well, yeah. So this one, if I, if I tilted this one back, if I tilted the one with the smaller one, if I tilted it back like this one's tilted back, watch my hand. I tilt it back, it gets smaller. It doesn't get bigger. It gets smaller. Where are the other continents, right? Where are the other continents? You'd have to believe that all of these other continents outside of this circle are on the other side of this ball. That's I've seen something similar to this, and it's a picture of the blue spot photo where you're showing Africa only. But in the picture, you can see, you can see India, you can see Southeast Asia, a yeah. bit of Brazil, a bit of Australia, and Antarctica. Okay, pick which one. Which one do you like? Which which ball do you like? pick any one you want. They're all, they're all paintings. Okay. They're all paintings. None of them are real. That's not what you would see when you're up just at 120,000 feet. This is what the earth looks like. Okay. This is a very select portion. Like, do you think you could see those lines that you can see in that picture from that distance? This is 120,000 feet. This isn't, this is, they're showing those pictures from millions of miles away. Okay. This is 120,000 feet. The earth is washed out white, with a small local sun with a hot spot below it. Okay. None of, none of that, you know, you're believing your belief here, you know, so I, I assume you guys believe in the space station, right? Man, I, I have friends who are studying science and I, I don't think they're being fed bullshit. Well, like, actually, actually the school indoctrination system is complete and total bullshit. Uh, astrophysics, nonsense. Astronomy, complete and total nonsense. I took four years of astronomy. I was the man. I knew my shit. It's all nonsense, right? So, so 
just hear me out, hear me out and, and stay friendly here. We're, 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 we're still buddies, even though we disagree. You believe in the space station, right? Yeah. Of course. You're easily fooled. Okay. Here, why don't we see any land down here? Could be over the ocean. Could be. And you're seeing such a tiny segment of that screen. Yeah. Does that look like we're far enough away? Does that look right for the space station? Or was this photographed in somebody's front yard and we just turned it upside down to show you how easily you can be fooled, right? That's all it is. That's a video from somebody's front yard, right? When you look at stuff on the space station, you're looking at people doing all sorts of tricks. They're floating on wires. They're, uh, you know, here, 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 check this guy out. He gets tangled in his wires. This guy has to grab his wire and pull him over, right? This guy, the wire broke and he fell, right? There, there's there. This guy, look at the wires. He's hanging from a harness. It, it'll go back. This guy didn't have the leg muscles to pull his knees up to do his flip, right? These are all people in front of green screens, right? And I can prove it to you, right? So here, here, watch him grab the wire. Watch, he grabs the wire on his shirt. You can see it, right? This happens all the time with these guys because they're just lying. That that's when they're in front of green screens. Other times, they're uh, they're they're using digital reality. Watch, watch over here, over here. Nothing there. Oh look, there's a stuffed animal. They beam it in. This is called augmented reality. They're playing with digital artifacts and pretending that they're floating in space and that they're they're manipulating these Dude, things. That, that, that was just the simplest of editing. I'm an editor. That is so. But that's from simple. NASA's website. That's from NASA's just, website. This was during a live interview. What's that? You can edit on live video. Okay, so, so okay, I'm with you. It was a live edit, absolutely. Why are they faking things in space? Why are they faking things floating in space? Because it's new agey, it's, it's space, it's supposed to be cool. Like they did, yeah. literally did like a Star Trek animation. They're, that doesn't they're, prove they're that. programming children's minds so they think that they can become astronauts. These guys are flipping stuff around. I zoomed in on the guy that floated behind them and look, the green screen forgot to get rid of his harness. He's clearly hanging from a wire, moving moving through, right? That was just to make the scene look more uh, realistic. You know, astronauts have to harness themselves into a bed, into a sleeping bag. No, the sleeping bags are tied to the wall and they're in the sleeping bag. This guy, he's he's traveling down the hallway with a harness on for what reason? No. Yeah, how about this? Chris Hatfield's playing guitar. This guy's holding the microphone. These guys are in different rooms. They're in green screen studios. And this guy misjudges where the microphone is and accidentally sticks it into Chris Hatfield's neck. Watch the microphone go into his neck. Okay. This is green screen trickery, right? They're lying. You catch NASA lying once. You have to unwind it to we never went to the moon, right? Stuck it in his neck. We have hundreds of these. Here's uh, Don uh, Pettit showing you how you drink coffee out of a plastic bag and how it's he just drank the coffee and this is just the residue that's clinging to the bag. But watch what happens when he lets go. The CGI coffee gets out of sync with the bag and there it is. It jumps out of the bag, okay? If this is CGI, this is not a glitch. This is them faking us. They're always flipping and flipping things around. This is how they trick you into believing or complete and total nonsense. It's a compression error, which happens. This is a test. Fairly often. 
This is a test. It happens in every episode of this as well. Yeah, the a compression error where where just the coffee leaves the bag, but the bag doesn't leave the bag. Just the all, all compression errors are just in one part yeah. of the screen. It could okay, affect we one could, picture. We could agree to disagree on that. Is is this is this actual footage from the moon landing of the of the rover connecting with the orbiter, or is this a rejected clip from a South Park video where they were going to go to the moon because the animation wasn't good enough? Which one Davis, is it? About twenty minutes in, we'll take a timeout. Yeah. Myself and Thomas haven't done much talking. Okay, we'll, yeah, we'll, no problem. We'll get there, absolutely. Thomas, do you have anything? Um, can we talk about the moon real quick? Yeah. Because we all see the uh, the same side of the moon, right? Yeah. On your flat Earth model, that doesn't really work. Well, that one for you real quick. Yeah. Also, there will be constant eclipses at completely all the time in a flat Earth model. Not true. Not true at all. The flat Earth, the sun and the moon are small, and they 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 migrate between the two tropics. And only the the sun goes between the inner tropic and the outer tropic uh, once a year. So it travels back and forth every six months. The moon does it every twenty eight days. And only when they're both at nodal points will they overlap and cause an eclipse, right? And and uh, and and if you want to get into eclipses, you know the lunar eclipse is provably not the Earth doing it. But this is how an eclipse happens on a flat Earth. Okay. This, by the way, this the 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 speeds that these things are moving are not to scale. But this is how it works. That's a nodal point. That's when you have an eclipse. Okay. Can you can you explain the the seasons like? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Let me share my screen, and um, I'll show you exactly how the seasons work. So. The sun travels between, so we're taught that the seasons are, they go between, um, is because we're just tilted away and the light is spread out and that's our winter, all right, in the north. We have our winter because we're just tilted away in the angle that the sun is and it's lower in the sky uh, and that's how we um, have our seasons. Well, that's ridiculous because it would be freezing cold at sunrise every day, summer or winter, and that's not the case at all. But this outer yellow line here is the Tropic of Capricorn. And the inner yellow line is the Tropic of Cancer. So I'm going to move the sun all the way to the Tropic of Cancer. So that's June 21st. And the sun will just circle around. The sun is closer to Ireland and to the United States. All the inner northern countries um, are having it summer because the sun is closer to it. Just like an airplane flying over your head at 10,000 feet that's high in the sky, that's your summer sun. Then an or, airplane that's paralleling that, sun, that, that, that at the same height, that's 30 miles to your south, it's lower in the sky, that's your winter sun, okay? So right now, uh, June 21st, we're having our, our, the height of our summer. And then if I jump forward to December 21st, um, November, December, it's the outer Southern summer and the, the sun will go, will just be over those outer southern lands. And that's why Australia has the heat of their summer. The sun is higher in their sky, like the airplane flying over their head. And it's lower in our sky, like the airplane that's, you know, far out to the south. That's exactly how seasons work. Can you then or, explain to me how days in summer are longer than days in winter if you're certain? Yeah, so for us... When the when the sun comes all the way into the to the inner north, 
it's closer to us. The reason the sun sets is because it's farther away. But if you look at where we are relative to the sun's path, right? The sun is always pretty close to us. So we're having a longer day. We're having a longer day because the sun doesn't get far enough away from us. And it's only in the, in the winter that we have the really short days. If I jump back out to the winter, um, it's the sun's farther away from us. So it sets way earlier and it rises way later because it's farther away from us. And all of that is provable. Um, you know, in, in the app here, if you go to how, uh, what about um, where does the sun go? Where does the sun go? In, in there are tons of videos that YouTube will not serve you showing you where the sun goes, how it's high in the sky, um, all sorts of stuff. All of these videos are stuff that YouTube you're won't You're so concerned serve. about editing and so on. Do you not think that people could fake that stuff? Well, here's the thing. Like, you can well, fake none anything. Of this, like, this is a conspiracy. Like The science isn't on your side and from a variety of fields. Wait, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. The science is, the, what science is not on my side? I mean, like you can't prove the earth is flat. Yes, I but can. all yes. our scientific knowledge so far shows us it's a globe. So I'll, 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 I'll one, how about this? Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, since you made that comment, I will show you one proof of the earth not being a globe. And then you show me one proof of the earth not being flat. So if the earth is, do you know how big the earth is? It's 24,901 miles around, if you believe in the, in the globe Earth, right? So if I was in this hallway and I went around that corner, if you had a super zoom camera or a telescope, could you zoom in and see me again? Probably not. Could you? Of course not, no. right? Of course no. not. So if I turn this over, so this is the hallway on its side. So if I went over, if I went over that, you wouldn't be able to see me because I'm gone. If you zoom in, you're just going to zoom in on the floor and you're not going to be able to see me. Mm -hmm. But in reality, when we zoom in on things, so here is a, uh, here is an empty horizon. There's nothing out here, but as I zoom in, all of a sudden I can see things that I couldn't see before because of the angular resolution. Look, here's a boat. It's right there. Right now that boat, a glober would say that it went over the curve because of the distance that boat is it should be over the curve, uh, according to globe math. But as I zoom out, watch, it's gonna disappear from the bottom up. There's half the hull is gone, and then it's up to the windows, and then the boat is gone, you can just see the mast, and now it's gone. A glober would say that's over the horizon, but I just showed you, if it was over the horizon, there's no way to zoom it back in. So the question is, how question far is, is that how boat? far is the boat? Yeah, okay. How so, come you couldn't see the entire I, boat? Yeah, well, well because I, I, I showed you the whole boat. Here is an oil rig that we know how far it is. This oil rig is 9.4 miles away. And the camera height is one foot off the ground. According to globe math, the horizon should be 1.2 miles away. But not only can we see the water here, we can see it for tens of miles beyond it. When there should be here, there should be 59 feet of curvature, uh, a wall of water going behind it. But don't you see, we see less of it? What's that? No, we can see the surface of the water beyond it. The surface of the water shouldn't be able to be seen beyond 1.2 miles. Well, we, we can see the surface of the water. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat. Here, here's how a submarine works. Submarines set their fins, they're, they're, they're 200 feet below the water. They set their fins to go straight and level and they go for hours and hours and hours and hours and they never have to adjust downward for a downward sloping floor. They always stay 200 feet below the surface. 
And that's because the surface above them is flat. It's not curved. If it was, they'd pop out of the water every couple of hours. Or buoyancy is a thing. Buoyancy? What would you know, the, the, the density of objects, you know, like if it matches it, the layer around it, it'll be still. No, it sets its fins. It's going to, so do you think the water is curved? That the water is going to make them go down? It's got its fins cutting through water level with the surface. It would pop out of the water. The fins are set for level, right? There is no curvature. So now, now you guys, what, like, what proof do you have that you live on a globe other than belief in Beetlejuice or belief in whatever? What, what proof do you have? What about the fact that um, South America, Australia, and Africa can all see the Southern Cross? At different times, yeah. So, so Santiago can see the Southern Cross uh, 12 hours after, uh, after Australia can see it because the stars uh, are above us are all turning and every 12 hours they're at the opposite ends of the Earth. Lads, I'm having a bit of an error here where I can't see this. I'll leave and come straight back. I can pause it for a sec, yeah, one. Go, hold on, there, please. All right, we're good, all right. So all of, everything we see in the sky is circling, <laughs> circling around us in the ether. So, you know, when, when the Southern Cross is over here, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it, 12 hours later, it's over here. So nighttime, these guys can see the Southern Cross here. And then 12 hours later, the Southern Cross will be over here. But That's like, why Australia and Chicago can both see the Southern Cross. When we send cameras up into the sky called satellites, they say otherwise. Well, like, satellite, I understand you don't you don't don't believe in 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 that, but like that's yeah, well, that's so the evidence we have. And just to get onto the ice wall point, in ten thousand years of human civilization, not one has ever documented an ice wall. Well, okay. This, this is, this, there's so many assumptions right there. One, no one's ever documented the ice wall. Couldn't be farther from the truth because there's a billion pictures of the ice wall and videos of the ice wall, right? They, there's no even, it's not a wall. It's just the shoreline. There's a difference between, you know, a, a glacier and, you know, high ice. This is not a glacier. This is the shoreline of Antarctica. You could see beyond that, that line there. No, you can't. That last picture. The shoreline of Antarctica. No one even denies this. No ballers even deny this. This is the shoreline of Antarctica. Mm -hmm. Okay, it is the it is the water that contain is the it is the land that contains the water. You can't have a container. Water cannot exist without a container without breaking up. Water is level. There's Antarctica, and then and the tens what of thousands of years. Gravity you, being the container. Hold, hold on. Gravity is not a container. Gravity is a force. If you want to get into gravity, we can talk about that. But, but it's holding everything down. Well, if you jump, you're not going to fly away. So, like the water's being held on by the same thing as holding us down. Gravity yeah, works so, by pulling us towards the core of the Earth. So, so you believe that, you know, the, because mainstream science says because we're spinning at the equator, the water... Not mainstream, just science says... Sci okay, science says at the equator... The water's bulging 14 miles high because of the centrifugal force. It bulges 14 miles high. Do you want to deny that? Does it? That's what science says. Well, it's pretty pretty hard to figure out because you know it's spinning so slowly. 
Yeah, we make one rotation every 24 hours. It's still going a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> I'd argue that. Okay, so the Earth is 24,000 miles around. It rotates once a day. How fast is it going? Pull that up. Well, try this. Try this. 24,000 miles divided by 1,000. 24,000 divided by 24. Try that. Thomas, you want to give, take a stab at it? What's 24,000 miles divided by 24 hours? That's 1,000. Something like that. Seven. Something like what? 1,000. Yeah, 1,000 miles an hour. That's how fast it's going. And when you're going 1,000 miles an hour, you're dropping at like five miles a minute. Okay? We have all of these motions are going on. And, and somehow we, you know, with the equator bulging 14 miles high, but we have lakes that don't bulge at all. They don't even ripple, right? 14 miles high, an airplane flying from the north to the south has to climb an extra three times its height just to skim over that bulge. That never happens. This is a calm lake. We're not moving, right? You couldn't have things like this on an earth that's moving in four different directions at once. But it's on such a grand scheme that like it that wouldn't really affect you. Like do you think bacteria are getting flung around the place left, right and center? Like it's relative to our size. Like how big is the earth? A thousand miles uh, well, per hour? That's, that's not all that much on the grand scheme of things. A thousand miles per hour is moving faster than the speed of sound. Here, let me ask you, let me ask you this. So at the equator, it's spinning a thousand miles an hour. How fast is it spinning one mile from the North Pole? Also, just, just because the Earth's wider at its bulge doesn't mean the water's up even higher. So, so I'm asking, uh, well, they're, they're telling us that the water bulge is 14 miles high and there's no, that's taller than Everest and nobody can see this bulge or has ever measured it or, or anything. And then we have lakes that are perfectly calm. But I'm asking you a question. If you're sitting in Ecuador, you're moving a thousand miles an hour relative to a spot in space, correct? Mm -hmm. Right, because we're, we're rotating on this axis. But, but, but your logic, me, myself and yourself should be swinging all around the place. Yeah, we should be going everywhere at the moment. Absolutely. Water should be going up into the absolutely. sky. And we're not. Exactly. exactly. We're proving the flat earth. So if you're a not mile, really. if you're a mile, well, guys. It's relative, like it's, so like you're not gonna see. Like relative science, let me make a point and then I'll let you make a point. Okay, if you're sitting at the equator, you're moving a thousand miles an hour eastwards. You're spinning to the east, right? Yeah. If you're a mile from the North Pole, how fast are you spinning? I can do the math for you because you guys haven't thought about this. If you're a mile, you're still going around once every 24 hours around that North Pole. So you're going 3.14 miles every 24 hours. So you're going like a third of a mile an hour or a quarter of a mile an hour, whatever it is. You're going not even one mile per hour. And then if you got in an airplane at that position where you're barely moving eastwards, you know, relative to a spot in space and flew to Ecuador and tried to land on a runway that's going north-south, how are you gonna land on that runway that's moving sideways at a thousand miles an hour? You've lost me there. Yeah, well, uh, that's because you're, you're, you're not, because of indoctrination. And again, 
I was you, trust me. This was not easy to figure out. The runway, my finger is the runway. It's moving sideways at a thousand miles an hour. If I left the North Pole where I wasn't moving at all and I flew down there, how do I gain that thousand miles an hour of sideways momentum to land on a runway that's moving sideways faster than the speed of sound? And the answer is, it's, it's all impossible. It's all nonsense. All nonsense. When are you going to hit me with how come we can't see Mount Everest from everywhere or, or you know, or the ice wall? Going on to um, the spinning of the Earth, you measured in hours. Okay. Now, when I put it down to the seconds, and we're moving at 0 0.01 mile per second. That's pretty damn slow. Zero what? 0 0.0115 miles per hour, miles per second. And relative to our size, that is next to nothing. thousand miles per hour how how are you i don't understand how you're getting that a thousand miles per hour so one thousand miles per hour divided put by minutes. put into seconds. 60 minutes equals 16 miles a minute is that right divided by 60 equals 0.27 miles per second that's friggin' fast dude so every four seconds, you're going a mile. You don't think that's fast? Well, in terms of our rotation period, that's pretty fucking slow. All right. We can agree to disagree on that. That's crazy. That's my opinion, by the way. Okay. What else? Come on. Show me, show me your best shot. Come on. Me? Well, yeah. Um, why, why, why lie about it? I, I know, you, you, have your app. I know yeah. you have your app and you have... You have lots of videos, but like just for yourself, why, why do you think? Yeah, why the lie? Because if they, basically we live in a world which is uh, the, the controllers clearly want to control us and keep us as good worker slaves. And you have to give the slaves something to live for. You have to give them sports teams to root for so they feel they have victories. You have to give them hopes for, you know, the American dream. They, you know. Um, but there's a bigger world in the States. Well, there's a big. I think uh, this stems from a. You I'm know, just talking. I'm talking fear of worldwide. worldwide. Lack that of trust in your government. Basically, if you can convince people that they are uh, insignificant specks spinning in an infinite universe, uh, in a godless or distant god universe where their lives don't matter, they have no meaning. Uh, then you have them in uh, what I call the mind matrix. So you have them living in a prison planet. Uh, where they don't realize that there's more. They don't realize that they are at the center of creation and they uh, have true power. Nobody has dominion over us, but they want us to believe that we do. They can't take away our God-given free will, but we willingly give it to them because we, we think we're nothing. We think we're an insignificant. But that doesn't make sense, David. Like If sure this does. was such a big thing, you wouldn't be allowed to do this. That's not true. They, we have free will. And, and by the way, yeah, we, but are if censored, we are highly censored. So, so here's the thing. You think that we've known that the earth is a ball for hundreds of thousands of years, and that's not We've known it since and, 300 BC. 
Yeah, how do you know that? Because Greek philosophers were measuring the stars and where what, they were in the sky. What was his name? What, do you know, do you know the many. philosopher's was, name? What was the one's name Aristophanes? Aristotle? Aristotle. He Aristophanes. then went, went to Egypt to check if the stars were in different positions or if he could see more. And he did, which proved yeah. the curvature of the Earth. All right. So, so. And this so was like on. ages ago. Okay. Hang, this is like this Jared, is back, Jared, back when one, God was one, a boy. One thing at a time. Let me respond to show you that um, that you're completely. That's a foregone conclusion. Imagine the three of us are in a room uh, with a ten foot high ceiling, and it's a big empty room, and it's got uh, random recessed lights in the ceiling. We'll call those stars. Now I'm going to expand that room to twenty miles wide. Okay, and I'm going to send you. 15 miles that way. Okay. When I look at you, I can't even see you because the ceiling has merged with the floor and you can't see me because of the same thing. And then when we both look up, we're going to see completely different lights in the ceiling. Okay. Does that mean that the room is a ball? Okay. Thank you. So the next thing is Aristophanes, which is the thing that you're talking about, where he did this thing with sticks and shadows. He, he noticed that a well, um, he could see the, the, the sun in the bottom of the well, which means that the sun is directly above him. 500 miles away, he had his buddy who put a stick in the ground and he put a stick in the ground. His stick had no shadow. His buddy's stick had a shadow. And the only way that can work is if the earth was curved because those lines should intersect. And he figured out the size of the earth, right? Is that the story you're talking about? No, they just discovered curvature by doing that. No, no, no. He calculated curvature. He didn't discover it. He calculated it because two sticks in the ground, one of them, he's assuming sunlight comes in parallel. And the only way... Which if it's overhead, it'd be one... pretty pretty close. Otherwise, the, the well, stick well, would have no shadow. Right. If, if light is just parallel, there would be no shadow. 100% agree with you. Have you ever seen parallel rays come in? There's, there's pictures not. of that, isn't there? No, there's, there's, there's tons of pictures. Pull up, pull up uh, parallel sunlight if you can. Here, this is what sunlight looks like. Go visit yourself. This is what sunlight looks like. The only way you're going to see parallel I, rays... I, I've, I've seen it. Okay. Well, I've only, seen it when I was seen, in Florida. You've only seen, you've only seen uh, drawings of it. But here's the thing. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter at all. Because on the flat Earth, the sun is small and local. And here is the same thing. You got a, a, the sunlight over this stick in Saeed, no shadow, 500 miles away, there's a shadow. I can do a calculation and tell you the sphericity of this ball. That's, what? that's the wrong guy. It was Aristotle. No, it's Aristophanes. You're wrong. It doesn't matter who it was. I don't care if it was Joe Mama. It was, <laughs> this is showing you that it works on a flat earth also. It doesn't well, gravity work. doesn't allow for a flat earth. Okay, so gravity. Let's talk about gravity. Gravity is a myth, right? Mainstream science says, quote, we don't know what gravity is. We don't know there how it works. Jump. jump. Jump for me right now. What does that you, mean? You'll, you'll prove gravity. No, it doesn't. If, I prove, if you raise I prove, your arm, I prove it wants to sink back down. I prove gravity. So, so, hey, Jared, let's, we're, let's see if you're willing to uh, learn something new based on new information, Okay. So on a flat earth, so wait, first gravity, they say they don't know what causes it. They don't know what it is, but it has to exist because just like you said, if I jump, I go back down. But they also say we need to invent dark matter and dark energy that accounts for 96% 
of space is dark matter and dark energy. You know yeah, why? It's, it's the void. It's, well, the, but what, the it's what we call nothing. It's a scientific name for nothing. Yeah. So the reason that no one's seen it or anything, but the reason that it has to exist. Because it's, it's, it's literally a, nothing. That's why no one's seen it. You can't well, do anything with nothing. It right. Is but, scientific. but gravity doesn't work without it. Okay. So that's crazy. Of right? course that's it crazy. No, no, that, that makes perfect sense. If there's nothing and then you have something, then gravity will work. Right. If so, everything is something, if, it, right. if the whole universe was solid, you wouldn't see much gravity going on. It would just be stagnant. All right. So first, you're, you're, you're just making wild assumptions. Here's something we can test. The Earth itself has a negative charge to it, a testable, measurable, uh, a negative charge that's pretty much the same everywhere. Okay, in the air, there's free energy in the air. Every meter you get off the ground, it goes up by a hundred volts. Sounds like a lot, but it's true. You can look into it, right? There's free energy everywhere. The negative charge of the earth makes just a slight attraction. It's very weak force and it attracts things down. So down is down for me here. Down is down for Australia over here. Down is not up for Australia. Down is down because the earth sets that negative charge. Now, the 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 then buoyancy and density sort everything else out. If I had a basketball and a rock and I held them in the air over a swimming pool and I dropped them, they'd both fall through the air because they have an attraction to go down, but the, they're denser than the air. The basketball would sit on top of the water and the rock would go to the bottom of the water. So how do we prove this? How do we test this? Well, we can take a- but The reason uh, that would happen was density. Let me, not, fin let me finish yeah, what I'm saying. Electricity. Here's a Van der Graaff generator and we're gonna, we're gonna take this metal plate and we're gonna apply a negative charge to it slightly stronger than the Earth's negative charge. And when we do, little wood chips go up, right? Not just metal, wood. We do it with metal, we do it with, um, what do we do next here? Here's iron, right? When this charge is stronger than the Earth's charge, things go up, right? So it's not defying gravity, it's just overpowering the negative charge of the Earth. And buoyancy and density sort everything else out. That's why when I jump, I go up. I can jump, but somehow the gravity can hold on trillions and trillions of tons and of water and cruise ships and cargo ships upside down in Australia. That's insane. That's insanity. That's indoctrination. But, but gravity doesn't have like certain, what? Why wouldn't it work in Australia? Why wouldn't gravity work in Australia? It would be it's I'm saying, equal pressure well, everywhere. So, so the, the gravity is able to hold trillions and trillions of tons of water and cruise ships upside down. But I'm able to jump, I'm able to defy gravity. How much gravity do you need to hold on to the, all that water? Well, it's relative. Like it's relative. how, how right. high can you jump? Relative, all right, there you go. Like you, you're producing energy. No, but there's a Kinetic negative energy charge. Going I'm up. more dense than the air. I'm more dense than the air. A helium balloon is less dense than the air. Therefore, the air displaces it and pushes it up. It's very simple. Next. So you don't believe in gravity? I don't. Well, gravity is a theory. I just showed you a provable, testable, repeatable, scientific explanation for what's happening, and I'm able to prove it. You ever see those those tinfoil triangles that they put a negative charge into and they float up in the air? Is that defying gravity or is that defying a negative charge? I'm no scientist. 
based on new information, it's tough to realize that your entire life has been a lie. Your friends that are studying physics and whatever, physics is real science, that, that are studying this stuff, they're all being lied to. All of space is a lie. All of it's a lie. Everything we see is within the earth system. It's like that goes back to it then, like what, why lie it, but like what, why pay astrophysics, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know I'll, I mean? I'll tell you why. I mean, even even so that if thing, you had a, where, if you had a, like the density, you know, is is a thing. Buoyancy is a thing. Like, is that gas sulfur hexafluoride, and like you can make like tinfoil float on it, you know, because it's it's so denser. dense. It's almost it's like a liquid. Absolutely, it's denser than the air and less dense than the air in the tinfoil. Got it. Perfect. But that's not like getting rid of gravity, because no, it's not getting rid of electromagnetism either. Buoyancy and density sort but everything. You said else you don't out. believe in gravity. I said gravity is a theory. They've never, every experiment to prove um, mass attracting mass doesn't work. Every plumb line hangs straight down. A plumb line next to the biggest mountain of the world doesn't hang sideways. It hangs but straight down. Like, I guess charges, like if I drop an orange and I drop a stone, they fall at the exact same rate. If I drop no, they you don't. and no, they don't. No, the exact they don't. same rate. No, they don't. You're In wrong. In a vacuum, a feather and a bowling ball fall at the same rate. Yes, true. So what's your what's your point? That that's gravity. There's no charge in that air. No, the, 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 it doesn't matter. The negative charge on the Earth it, it attracts things down. And, like and the by fact the way, that, have, the ever, fact have you ever done that experiment the yourself? They can't even create a vacuum on Earth. A vacuum. You get pretty close. An absolute vacuum is very difficult to make. Yeah, that but is, space is, very... is an absolute vacuum, right? Yeah, but we can't create space in all fairness. Well, space is an absolute vacuum. How come it doesn't suck all the air up and away from Earth? Gravity. Gravity. It so it, I can it take. Took, it took so wait, it away. Hold on. It, it, it I can take Mars. a straw and, with the weak vacuum of my lungs, suck air and water up and away from gravity. With just go, just that. I can do, do that and why? suck air and water up and away effortlessly. But the 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 vacuum of space can't because because gravity is holding on. You, you to can the air. do it because you're at the same atmospheric pressure as the air around you. What does that mean? I can do it. I can do it at ten thousand feet. I can do it as high as I can breathe. No, if you went up, if you went up to uh, to space, it would suck the air out of you because the atmospheric pressure is different. If you're on the same so level, how as come it, the space station doesn't explode? It's pressurized. It's like pressurized. They, they specifically designed it for the vacuum of space, and even right. though that, that where they are isn't a complete vacuum. Oh, it's not. So well, how's it? How's it falling the edge of space, around like, the Earth? How's it falling perfectly without slowing down? It is slowing down. They know it's going to crash eventually. Really? That's been proven. It has. <laughs> but who by who 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 has been proven by the people that that show us you know show us this and the the people that are you know the reason that the ice is a different color is because it's a different kind of ice. What is it's a different it's a different kind of ice. What is like on Pluto? Why, why, who, like, the, the people that are telling you about Pluto are the people that are saying that this guy's floating upside down with a microphone in his neck. You never know. He might have a very resilient neck. Okay. Anything else, guys? Because, because uh, you know, if you, do you have anything else? Because I can keep presenting, but it doesn't sound like you're really interested. No, I'm absolutely interested. It's just like again, going on earlier, Dave. Like, if we disagree, it's not a personal thing. It's just yeah. 
So, so here, here is the uh, water you've seen. Uh, I, I assume you have some water near you. When the sun is setting, you get this line across it, just like you get it across this flat floor. You can do this experiment yourself. You can get a shiny piece of metal or plastic, set up a light so it's on it, so you see the line going across it, and then give it the slightest bend whatsoever, and the line stops. It turns into a point, okay? This can only happen on a flat surface. This can only happen on a flat surface. And on a curve, the flatness is relative. This could only happen on a flat surface with a single source light. It wouldn't show up like that. It would just show up as a point and that's it. You wouldn't see this line. And, you, and saying relative and science, that doesn't mean anything, right? No matter how high we science go, would argue. The, 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 the horizon always rises to eye level. It doesn't curve away. But like, see how small that is? In that third picture, you could see individual clouds I can see that from where I am. Right. Here, here, answer me this. So in December, the guy at midnight over here is looking away from the sun at the stars. Okay, the stars that are okay. over, over here, all right? All the stars that are on this side of the room. And then six months later, midnight is the opposite direction. It's that way. And he can see the same stars. Explain how that happens. What's it called again? uh whatever it's called it's called a stellar parallax that's just that makes no sense stellar parallax i'm not an expert in this i i tried to figure this thing out earlier and yeah. like there's plenty of videos on it well or, there's plenty of videos but think about it you're looking at me right now can you see the door behind you sure no you can't okay uh, if i look at the video sure no. well well again <laughs> Again, you're you're making jokes. Boom. You're not facing reality. This guy can see the same stars as this guy does. So this mm -hmm. is bullshit. This is bullshit, right? Bullshit. I think we're done. All right, guys. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like that's not, that's not really a fair way to end on anyone. Um, here's the here's yeah. the challenge I have. You guys know what Bitcoin is? Yeah. Sure. I'm offering a Bitcoin or a hundred ounces of silver for anybody that takes the flat earth app challenge, get the app, watch the daily video every day for two weeks. And then if you still think you have one proof of the globe, send it to me and you can have either one of those, a Bitcoin or a hundred ounces of silver, All right? Just one proof of the ball. I don't need 50, I don't need a hundred, but make sure you click the question mark first and see if your question is answered in there. And I'm offering a full Bitcoin. All right. All right. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, not not a bad deal at all. So uh, again, belief is the enemy of knowing. We were all in your shoes one day, Thomas. I see you're you're looking and trying to think. It's difficult to think when we were indoctrinated in school just to memorize and regurgitate. And the people that memorize and regurgitate the best become the professors and get to teach the next generation. But that's I, I keep pulling this on that. That is relative. Like education systems are very different across the world. Right, but the ones like the that, Finnish the, education the, system, the Irish and the American are very different. Absolutely, but the but the ones who memorize the stuff in the textbook the best become the teachers. Here, here's something I was trying to say before, and I didn't is uh, in the 1920s, everyone on Earth knew it was flat. This is a new thing. It's less than a hundred years old. Okay, okay I interviewed. I interviewed. The Earth was traversed like in the 15th century. No, that's that's all a lie. All of our history is a lie. There was a worldwide. But there's no benefit to that, David. Like no, no one's benefiting from that idea. Why would you, you see, do it? If... Dude, 
that's where you're not seeing it. In the 1800s, there was a worldwide civilization called Tataria here, okay? All of that, something happened. There was some sort of cataclysm and the rebuilding of society was when we were hijacked in the late 1800s, early 1900s, okay? And, there, and the, the proof is everywhere. There's buildings with towers and domes that we couldn't build today, but supposedly people built them when we had horses and buggies. It's nonsense, right? And I, I interviewed a woman back in uh, February of 2020, and I was in, interviewing her about the world's fairs. And she had such a great memory. I asked her what they taught her in elementary school about the earth. And she said, they taught me the earth was flat. We found another woman from Croatia who said in the 1930s, everyone knew the earth was flat. We found on microfilm newspaper articles about teachers being persecuted in the early 1900s for trying to teach heliocentrism. And they were threatened to be jailed, right? We found tons of this stuff. So this but entire belief that we, uh, you know, that we that the Earth has been a ball a ball for 500 years or 2,000 years is a lie. The Aristophanes story that we were talking about that was inserted into textbooks in the 1980s. That story didn't exist before the 1980s. It's a made-up story, and the test has never been reproduced. Or archaeology exists. Archaeology exists, but a lot of it's nonsense. I mean, we, we've sent stuff to labs to be carbon tested, carbon dated, and uh, they, they dated it like 10,000 years when it was dinosaur, a dinosaur, supposed a dinosaur bone that should be millions of years old. But it, it's all nonsense. Carbon dating, you know, is probably good for maybe 100 years, 200 years, maybe. But that's about it. You believe in like, you believe you. Our paleontology friends would, would say it was like Dr. Jack Horner. Of course, of course. What about like Ask volcanoes them if never and seen the dinosaur? What's well, that? Corner is trying to rebuild the dinosaur from the well, chicken so, genome. So they're they're really rebuilding them from. They're just speculating. They find like one bone. You know, they find like whale bones on top of a mountain, and they think that it's a dinosaur when in fact it's a whale. So the the whole idea of dinosaurs is. In, what, what about, not, the dinosaurs were invented by this, I forget his name, some royal guy. He came up with the idea of a dinosaur. And then one year to the day, he discovered the first dinosaur. Or the dating could be wrong. But, but no, what about, what about Jared? You were about to bring up Jack Horner reversing the chicken gene. He's trying to reverse chicken, chicken genetics because he believes that chickens are uh, descendants of dinosaurs. Yeah, that's yeah. not true. Chickens are descendants of chickens. Humans well, are descendants how, how, of humans. He's done it. Like all, oh, yeah. all these failed with his tail. He can do Chick all the rest. Chickens are descendants of chickens, period. Like a dinosaur. Yeah. Dude, this, this is, is from... Again, I, I don't expect you guys to buy it, but um, I hope you, you... I'm looking forward to you airing this and you'll get some interesting comments. I agree, Will. <laughs> I, I think we will. Look... Dave, you've been a fun guy to talk to. Like normally we talk to like actors or comedians. Blah, blah, blah. So this is kind of out of our comfort zone, you know? Yeah, no, no, listen, no worries. And it, it's okay to admit you were wrong at one point. One point, maybe not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the crazy one. I'm, I'm the guy that says the earth is flat. So, you know, we'll give you the advantage there. But ask yourself, what's the number one reason you live on a ball? And when you realize you can't come up with one, then you might have to start questioning your belief system. Sure. <laughs> sure. Thomas and Jer, it was a pleasure, and I look forward to this. Uh, send it to me. I'll send you some images if you want uh, for use for a thumbnail, or I'm happy to make yeah, one for I'll you if you guys you. aren't good at it. Yeah. Thanks very much.
Um, yeah, this has been interesting, Dave. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. And take, yeah, behave yourself. All right, all right guys. Uh, thanks.